Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our continuation of our NBA draft analysis series, and we're going to be talking about the Detroit Pistons. Detroit only has one pick in this draft, as they have the seventh overall pick. So, Jalen, who do you think Detroit will select with the seventh overall pick? Ryan, before I get into my little litany list real quick, I am so sorry in advance, Detroit fans all around, anybody who's a Detroit fan who listens to this podcast, but y'all need everything. Like, this seventh overall pick is not even going to scratch the surface in terms of being able to truly turn this team around. And I think that you guys have a lot of work to do front office wise in terms of rectifying that Andre Drummond trade that you guys made. Blake Griffin still being on the books is just kind of hard to watch. Whether or not Luke Kennard is a part of this team moving forward, all these questions related to the Pistons. And there's no way in the world that this seventh overall pick is going to turn this franchise around. Nonetheless, you will be able to get a rotational player that will be a 10-year starter in the league regardless of the circumstances at seven because there are a lot of wing prospects in this draft and everyone knows that it's 2020. You got to have one of four to five things on your team in order to even even be considered a part of the picture. You have to have a superstar duo. You have to have an overall MVP caliber single running mate like Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks. You have to have extreme shooting talent on your roster in some fashion, or you have to be in a position where the two-way wings, the guys who can play on both sides of the floor, stretch the floor while also being able to lock up at least one through three. These are, you have to have one of these four attributes on your team to even be considered a part of the mix for the playoffs, let alone a championship. So with all that being uh, said, I think at the seventh overall pick, I think there's three guys they have to shoot for in this draft. And if they come out without one of them, they missed it. The first guy is Devin Fussell out of Florida State. If they don't get him, they need to get the running mate, Patrick Williams, out of Florida State. Get you a Florida State guy, Detroit, please. And if you can't, Hopefully, by the power of Grace Gall, Isaac Okoro out of Auburn will fall in your lap at seven. Why do I keep naming off these wings? Because you need three and D help exponentially. You need help at the wing. I see no ball handlers on your team. Derek Rose will not be able to save you moving forward, regardless of the fact that he is one of my favorite players. Luke Kennard is potentially going to be a trade chip. And the days of Blake Griffin being a top 10 point forward are slowly dwindling, considering the fact that his injury history has plagued him since before he ended up on your team. 
get a guy like Devin Vassell or Isaac Okoro that can be a long-term three and D wing starter for you moving forward or shoot on a guy like Patrick Williams, who was an ACC six man of the year, who has tremendous upside as one of the youngest players, if not the youngest player in this year's draft, who could potentially have the type of boom or bust potential that could put your team back on the map in a way that I think you guys may have hoped Sekou Demboya last year could have done but Patrick Williams has a lot more already present in his game that Seku does not have that could instantly wake up, supercharge, however you want to word it, this Detroit franchise. Ryan, sorry for the tangent, my guy, but, but the Pistons, man, they need, they need a banger at seven. Easy, but they need a banger at seven easily, and these three guys fit the bill off the rip. They don't just need a great pick at seven. They need help everywhere. This is a really weird situation right now in Detroit, considering you traded away Andre Drummond, you traded away, or you, you released Reggie Jackson, and you also have possible trade pieces in Blake Griffin and Luke Kennard. It's just a weird situation, considering, again, like I said, you need help everywhere. I think. The three guys that you mentioned, Akuro, Vassell, and Williams, all are solid players. They all can definitely help this team. But I think, in my opinion, they need to build a franchise star. And in my opinion, this seventh pick will exactly do it. And I think Detroit will select Killian Hayes out of France. I think Killian Hayes is one of the best point guards in this draft. And I think they go... After the, I think they go after the point guard position first and get Killian Hayes because I think that it's pretty much safe to say that he's climbing draft boards everywhere. And it's also obvious to say that Detroit is a rebuilding team and they need a franchise star now. They need a franchise star to build around now. As a 6'5 guard who's versatile, struggled defensively, but I think he's got a lot of offensive potential with some solid court vision, and he still has a developing shot, though. But I think he's going to be able to improve on that once he gets to the NBA. I think, honestly, Killian Hayes is going to fall to Detroit at seven. Killian Hayes seems like the guy that the Pistons can potentially build this franchise around. Now, I will say this. If Denny Avdia doesn't fall to the Bulls, then Killian Hayes is one of the next guys up on the list. I told you that in our segment with them. So that's the only team that I do truly see in the way of Detroit being able to get them just because really after the Bulls, Cleveland is the next quote-unquote thought for a team, for a guy like Killian Hayes, but they're already so guard-centric that I really don't think they'll go that route. So I really feel as though if Killian Hayes falls to them, Ryan, honestly – you just made a lot of Pistons fans happy because if they can't get a three and D wing or hit on some kind of potential in a guy like Patrick Williams, Killian Hayes instantly. I mean, first of all, let's, let's, let's go back to what you said beforehand, six, five, six, nine wingspan. That means that although he may have struggled defensively, he has the measurables to be a plus defender in the NBA. That part is fact just based off the measurables alone in order to be able to play passing lanes, be proficient in zone, being able to at least cover his own position in terms of guarding ones and twos. And with 6'9 as a wingspan, 
if he develops his body a little bit, he could even transition to being under guard threes. Another thing that we have to mention is he potentially is the second best facilitator behind LaMelo Ball in their draft itself. I think he averaged about five or six assists per game overseas, and that's going to translate even better in a high-paced offensive system, which the NBA pretty much promotes now with all the space that's granted for three-point shooters, drivers, all the above with the way that we have positionless basketball. The other thing is with a lot of the guys that the Pistons have right now, they're just in dire need of somebody to get them to rock. I mean, honestly, we didn't see the best of Christian Wood this past year, and now he's about to be a, an unrestricted free agent. So that's a young player that could potentially that could potentially be leaving their their franchise. That would have, with a great point guard or at least a a good facilitating point guard, we could have seen the best of Christian Wood rather than the flashes of Christian Wood that we saw, and I think that would help a lot for a franchise like that moving forward with a guy like Blake, who still does need somebody to get him the rock. I felt like we saw the best of Blake back when he could play point forward, but he had a guy like CP three who could get him the ball in the spots. He needed it. At that point, Blake was really only getting injured because he was so dang athletic. It wasn't because he had so much pressure on him to be able to ball handle and facilitate and be the point forward that the Clippers needed post CP3 or that the Pistons have needed the last two or three years. So I think if they can get Killian Hayes, they are set moving forward in terms of the building block potential that they have because that is the A1 domino to fall outside of getting a three and D wing is getting a facilitating point guard who can also go and get his own shot and has the room to grow as a two-way player. So your picks might even be, your pick might even be better than any of my three. It just all comes down to whether or not Killian Hayes actually falls that far. Cause like you said, he's climbing. Here's the thing though, too, like there's a chance that they can pull off having four picks in the first round. And that's kind of a transitioning point to what I was going to get to next because Boston, much like I mentioned with the Cleveland episode, Boston has a lot of picks. And I think Cleveland's a team who needs some of those picks and Detroit is the other team who needs some of those picks. So Jalen, I have to ask, what are the chances that Detroit gives Boston a call and asks them, hey, can we have some of your draft picks? Now, see, here's the thing. I think that the likelihood is limited just because of the fact that I feel like Detroit's front office, I just, I have concerns about whether or not they have the kahunas to really go for a uh, quote unquote risky situation like that. They could potentially be giving away a guy like Blake Griffin, who when healthy is a top 15 player in the league, no questions asked, but they could be giving a guy like him away for later on draft picks in in this draft because they would have to more than likely be late ones. They might be able to snag the 14th overall pick as well. But I honestly think a damaged goods version of Blake Griffin is only going to really warrant the late first round picks and maybe a player, maybe the second round pick as well. But it really just kind of depends on how you value Blake Griffin in, in the Celtics system, particularly. Um, I think personally that the more picks that the Pistons can acquire in this year's draft, the better. 
because there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys in this draft that might not have crazy star potential, but they are all guys or a handful of guys um, from a depth perspective that can be day one starters or day one rotational pieces for a Pistons team that needs a lot of help. If we look towards the back end of the draft where um, the Celtics particularly would be drafting from, say they can acquire the 14th pick, maybe still have their seventh pick, but have to give up a guy like Blake Griffin and maybe say, let's say they get the, the 14th the, and the 30th and maybe a player. At 14, you can still get Patrick Williams while still grabbing Killian Hayes at seven if available. At 30, you have options like Trey Jones, who potentially could fall, Jamias Ramsey, Jaden McDaniels, um, shoot, a Cassius Winston, who could be a good backup point guard um, on this team behind a veteran Derrick Rose and still be paired potentially with a guy like Killian Hayes, who does play relatively well off the ball. So you could have a backcourt of two guys who are good, both in the pick and roll and good as off ball facilitators. There's a lot of options that they can get with those late round picks if they can keep the seventh and at least maybe acquire one or two of those late round picks with the 14th or maybe get both of the late round first round picks in the, in the second rounder. There's a lot of different options they can go on. And with the depth in this draft at guard and even to a lesser degree wing, when you're talking about the second round and even power forward and center, really like there's a lot of depth in this draft, just not star hitting potential. The star hitting potential in this draft is going to be more about how the player performs on the roster that they are introduced to. It's not going to be about their own individual talent, really, I feel like. So with the Pistons, the more shots at the at the apple they can take, the the more of a roster they can actually build. Ryan, we've we've both said it already. This team needs everything, dude. I mean everything. If you tell me that I can keep the seventh pick and trade maybe Blake Griffin, get a player and the 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 last pick in the last pick in the first round and one of the earlier picks in the second round, and you tell me I can get this, I can still keep the seventh, get Killian Hayes, and then get the Michigan State duo of Xavier Tillman and Cassius Winston off the bench in the late first round. I mean, shoot, sign me up if I'm the Pistons because that means I'm getting full-blown rotational players and I'm building my bench with guys like Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman who already have familiarity playing with each other in a system that needs guys who can just freaking play. (laughs) And those two guys can, you know, just freaking play really good. So I think it's worth exploring the option for it. Ryan, you posed the question, but I'm going to flip the question to you in a different way. Let's say that the Pistons do go for it. And let's say that they're able to keep the seventh, but their circumstances are that they can't get the 14th because Blake Griffin just may not be worth that to the Celtics in this draft but they're willing to give up the 26th, the 30th, and I believe it's the 47th is the third pick. With those kind of options in mind where they're all late first round to second round options, what kind of guys do you think the Pistons should build with if, say, for example, you already have grabbed Killian Hayes with the seventh pick and all you have is those late round picks 
at 26, 30, and 47 to work with to fill out the rest of your roster through this draft? Who are some guys that you think would fit in this roster? So I think there's a lot of different guys who can fit. But before I answer this question, I think Detroit absolutely should get on the phone with Boston to try to acquire some picks, especially considering what I said back in the Cleveland episode where I made kind of like a makeshift 2K kind of trade deal with Kevin Love and packaging him with uh, another player for some other players on the Celtics and most of their picks. But honestly, I think Detroit needs to definitely think of a deal that Boston would be satisfied with. To answer your question about players, I think there's a lot of players that they can, they can pick from. You mentioned Cassius Winston. You mentioned Xavier Tillman. Honestly, those are the first two guys that I, th- that I think of because of their time at Michigan State. These two guys come from a great program under Tom Izzo. They know each other well. They played together. These two guys to take over the team instead of Killian Hayes. Maybe not a bad idea to have Killian Hayes as well, but honestly, if you get a guy like Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman in the second round, you have a solid starting point to your bench. I'm also looking at the small forward position. If they're able to get a guy like Williams or Vassell, that would be huge for them because considering that they don't really have a small forward, honestly, I would go ahead and try to make sure that you get the 14th pick to either pick up Vassell or Williams. Worst case scenario, I feel like they can go and get a guy like Kenya Martin Jr. out of the IMG Academy, an intense defender, a great rim protector. He can really dominate in the low post, much like his father, Kenya Martin Sr., one of the great players for the New Jersey Nets and Denver Nuggets. Honestly, I feel like they can go a lot of different directions. I think Detroit needs to go ahead, explore the talent in the second round. They have to make a move, Jalen. I'm begging Detroit pretty much at this point. They have to make a move. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I I know that we're like, you know, punching. We're we're trying to punch the brakes as much as we can because we understand that Detroit is a little bit limited in terms of what they can actually do from roster facilitation standpoints like they they have a lot of potential moves they have but it all comes down to whoever they pick up the phone with saying yes just because we believe that Blake Griffin might be worth three picks in this year's draft doesn't mean that necessarily the Boston Celtics would be open to using them also me and Ryan have a little bit of bias because we believe they don't need four picks in this draft and at best if anything they should probably either use a late round pick or try to just keep the 14th by itself and try to ship off the other late round picks and the first um the one of the early second round picks if possible like honestly we have a lot of factors going into this for why we feel like the Pistons should go for it. Me and Ryan also had a uh, conversation off camera and out of all the teams that only have one pick in this draft, we honestly believe that the Pistons are the team that needs to pick up the phone with the, with the Celtics the most. They have to me, I, a better trade chip in a, in a uh, Blake Griffin who when healthy, if we're comparing Blake Griffin, when healthy to Kevin Love, when healthy, the Pistons have the better trade chip, and I don't think that's debatable. I, I, I genuinely believe that. And with that being the case, we also feel as though the Pistons have the better trade asset to be able to acquire the kind of draft capital that the Celtics have. And with the Celtics going out in the Eastern Conference Finals the way they did, with the fact that they could potentially lose Gordon Hayward in this free agency, 
they do need to figure out a way to address the needs accordingly. And the two things that the Celtics need are another playmaking scorer, whether that be at the guard position at forward or another guy who can dominate in the low post because the guys that they have at big are just typically rim runners right now. So a guy like Blake Griffin fits that mold of a guy who can put the ball in the hoop and can score from the low post, which gives them the best of the both both worlds compared to a Kevin Love who has been relegated into like a stretch four position as of late and does give you buckets and boards, but does it in a completely different way than what I think Boston needs right now. So, man, we couldn't agree more on the fact that Detroit really needs some life alert right now. And funny enough, the Celtics are literally carrying the badge of honor for the Pistons right now in terms of, bro, if they are willing to give up the kind of capital that they have, I think the Pistons will not regret will not regret giving up Blake Griffin if it means that they can start finally filling out the young talent on their roster and start making moves the way the Charlotte Hornets did a couple of years ago and are starting to finally make their strides. That's what the Pistons need. The Pistons need as much pumped in young talent as possible, but they also just need guys who can play. And like you mentioned beforehand, the duo out of Michigan State, both well-seasoned, both are, you know, well-rounded in terms of being able to perform in the pick and roll, which is pretty much all offense is nowadays, is big little pick and roll actions and stuff like that. And these are literally the prime pick and roll partners in the Big Ten this past year and really the season before that as well. So, I mean, that combined with their seventh overall pick alone makes them look a little bit better on paper than how they look right now. So, I mean, Ryan, kind of going into what my last question is for today's segment with the Pistons is, who is one player, regardless of the circumstances, let's just focus strictly on the seventh overall pick, because that's that's the highest they're going to be able to reach for unless they were to trade up. So let's say looking strictly at the seventh overall pick, who is one guy of any position that you think the Pistons cannot leave this draft without and if they do, they are they are making a huge mistake. It's Killian Hayes. And it's for all the reasons that I mentioned. 6'5 guy, a versatile offensive player with a 6'9 wingspan, definitely thrives in a pick-and-roll offense. It's almost a can't-miss situation. Killian Hayes is the guy for Detroit that they need to go and get in this draft? I think just to not steal your answer and piggyback off of it, even though you've really, you've really sold me on Killian Hayes, if he can fall there, I think that's like the perfect ideal situation. I feel as though, like I said before, if he doesn't fall there because his team like Chicago, for example, swipes him up because Denny's already off the board, then the guy that I think it is is Patrick Williams. I honestly think that getting a long-term starter is huge if they can get a guy like Devin Fussell or Isaac Okoro. But this team also, like you said before, needs a little bit of star power and potential boom on their team. And a guy like Patrick Williams, 6'8", 225, I mean, he averaged a block and a steal per game. He shot 83% from the free throw line, which means that his projection as a shooter at the NBA level is there where he could potentially grow into a three-point shooter. And he averaged nearly 
46% from the floor. So the dude is relatively efficient as a scorer. And I don't think he's even scratched the surface yet in terms of the type of offensive repertoire he has. And that doesn't even have anything to do with the motor that he has on the defensive end as a tenacious defender who can probably guard at his height, at least in the NBA, the one through four and potentially small ball fives, which makes him pretty much an overall two-way player. So I would say if Killian Hayes is not the move, I think you got to take a swing at Patrick Williams early. It might feel like a reach for certain for certain draft analysts who see Patrick Williams as a guy who maybe doesn't fall out of the lottery, but is more of a 10 to 14 guy. But I think for the Pistons, they need a guy who can boom off the board. And Patrick Williams has all the potential in the world to be grown up into that type of guy. And obviously the Pistons are not scared to take young players because they just took Sekou Dumboyo, who was the youngest player in last year's draft. So taking Patrick Williams, who's the youngest player in this year's draft, shouldn't be a deterrent to them at all. So I think Killian Hayes or Patrick Williams is a W for the Pistons if they can only come out of this draft with one player. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, who would you rather have the Detroit Pistons select with the seventh overall pick? Would you rather have them select Killian Hayes or Patrick Williams? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars. And of course, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Peace.